counted. I don't like being counted in. Stop listening. Well, welcome to no, Signs no, of Life. No, start again. <laughs> Logan, Logan, do your job. Tell Chase to shush. This is going to get put in the pre-show. I can already tell. Is my wig in welcome my Welcome to Signs of Life, everyone. I'm your host, Chase Tremere. All right, Logan Countison. <laughs> Welcome to Signs of Life, where we find hope in the headlines. My name is Chase Tremere. I'm one of our hosts. And of course, I am joined by Serena Tremere and Montana hey Christofferson. Of course. Of course. Of course. Well, who else would it be? <laughs> it is us. It is us. How are y'all doing today? Good. Good. Yeah, yeah. Doing really well. It's a good day. Why? <laughs> it just is. Okay. It's just a good day. You know why it's Some a good day? I good. washed my hair last night. There's Me that. Me too. Yeah, see? It's also a good day because we're going on vacation soon. Ooh, yeah. Not Montana, but I'm us. so sad. I'm sorry. Are you sure it can't be a signs of life sort of deal? Not yet. No, Not yet. No. So sorry. Uh, Maybe next time. <laughs> Maybe next Maybe time. Maybe next time. Well, we can I be with Daisy? Yeah. Yes. Sure. Come Daisy's obsessed with you. I with Miss Tana. I love Daisy. <laughs> She's the best. Can she come over to my house for real? For real. She would okay. love it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll pick her from school. It's so close to my house. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later. We'll okay. get the details planned out. <laughs> well, you know what's funny, though? Like, this, this vacation is not funny at all, actually. This has been a long time coming. It has been a long time coming because of the stinking pandemic. Wow. COVID-19. Mm-hmm. COVID-19. Dive right in. Oh, that the pandemic. Real yeah, you know. Gotcha. Because we booked this. Initially, we were going to go on a cruise. Two and a half years ago? Yeah. But we Ooh. booked that three years ago. To go in 2020, and then push it back. Pandemic. Push it back. We push Way it back, and then back. we push it back, and then we find out we're pregnant. And you know, you can't, did you know this? I didn't know this until like two weeks ago. You can't go on a cruise when you're past 24 weeks pregnant. Hmm. So don't want to have a baby on a boat. So you literally. So we literally couldn't. We couldn't go. So we had to adjust our plans. Yep. And uh, so we still get to have a trip and some time together, but we won't be um, on a. Cruise ship. We won't. That's okay. Mm, kind of. I'm working through it still. Yeah. You were, we were very, very mad. I was very upset. Very mad at work the first time. But I, I mean, at the end of the day, we all have hit this. Like, we're all having stuff to adjust, and we've been adjusting. I'm a little tired of it. But. <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah, I mean, our world's COVID changed. has mm-hmm. impacted society in every way, mm-hmm. like globally, yeah. on a global level, obviously. Yeah. And it brings me to the, the first thing I want to talk about. The first article we're going to touch on today is an article that really stood out to me. It's a BuzzFeed article on that's about like 17 people or 17 couples, excuse me, um, who share a, a real... Um, uh, look. Look at There's like, words. Yeah, <laughs> look, words are hard. Uh, share how, how the pandemic basically has affected their relationship. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's real, y'all. And it's real, y'all. <laughs> okay. They're getting authentic. They, uh, they opened it up to their BuzzFeed community, and there's like all these stories on here. And yeah. some of them, I'm like, wow, like I, I resonate with that. And some, I'm like, I, w- I would not have even known that had I not read that, you know? And mm-hmm. like, um, there's healthcare workers who are the front line and like then coming home and just being like arguing with their spouses or, or their partners, people who had just met 
and being quarantined together yeah, and, you know, and people who were engaged and like, I realized being quarantined with you, not it, oh, you nice. know? And, yeah, nice. I mean, there's just so much. But one that stood out to me, she said, we've been together for 15 years, married for 10, and it wasn't until going through quarantine, COVID, job loss, moving, and toxic family political drama that I realized my spouse is my family. Aww. And like, they've been together for a long time, you know? And like, just feeling that gratitude that we've gone through some stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're by my side, and like that's family. Yeah, you know, sweet. you are my like, you're my family. And for her, for this person's experience, it's just like, it took all of that mm-hmm. to really define like that for her and her relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's just it opens up the question of like, like, what's it been like for you? You know, what's it been like for us? Mm-hmm. What's our what have we come through coming out of the pandemic? Obviously, we shared a little cruise ship story. And even though we planned our vacations a long time ago, you know, that's the least of our concerns with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, we had we were pregnant, found out we were pregnant right before COVID and delivered Lucy in the middle of a pandemic and unexpectedly had to have a completely different birth than anticipated. Mm-hmm. And couldn't have any visitors in yeah. the hospital. Couldn't, you know, have your birth, like, support people. It was just, you know, labor in a mask. Yeah. And labor in a mask. so much, you know, testing needed to be done. And just, like, birth in general was completely different during a pandemic. Mm. And I, I, it just makes me reflect on, like, how we as a couple have been affected. Yeah. Just our, our relationship alone, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, giving it's birth... It's gotten so much better. We're the best ever. Right? <laughs> Definitely. Only positive. Dive into that a little more. I want to know. Only positive. Oh, yeah. Only positive. <laughs> but, you know, it's just like like we were sick with COVID together with two little tiny humans running around. Mm-hmm. And I think it just... It, when I reflect on that, it just makes me think, like, how grateful I am to have a life partner, a spouse who, like, is... You know, uh, that we're this for the, for each other, you know, yes. that, like, we do whatever it takes. Yeah. And, and it, I think, too, like, it, it caused creativity. It caused us to, you know, even as parents, like, work together and, and, and you know, because it, it's it was the hardest thing with technology that I love, but it, that's just such an easy thing to just do. Like, turn on the screen, and now we're doing that with a three-year-old, you know, and it's like, I think having to be creative and learning how to not just do that, not just take the easy road, you know, with our kids, with each other. And it was like, let's get creative and let's go outside and let's do little crafts and let's do this. And it demanded a lot. We were working from home. The kids were at home. We were sick or we had a baby or, you know, and and just like figuring out that new normal, which the rest of the world was Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. You know, but I think there were even hard times too, where you just want to bang your head against the wall. And we just had one of those moments a couple weeks ago of, like I don't know what to do today. <laughs> like I've run out of activities. I've run out of playing with the different yeah. toys, and we're here. And like, what do I do now? And well, you still want to play? And, and like, as an introvert, like I feel like, wow, this is my dream. Yeah. I get to be home and not have to socialize. But then you get to the point where it's like, well, where as an introvert, when I'm in my house with all my family, where do where do I have Where alone can I time? Be alone? Yeah. You know, and um, that was something I had to think about yeah, personally. Of like, mm-hmm. you know, I have to create a, a time for me to like 
recharge. Mm -hmm. And so that way they get the best of me, right. mm -hmm. you know? And I think, you know, what you said about introvert, like as an extrovert, that was hard yeah. because people couldn't go out. And, and I say couldn't, even if you could, it's, it's different. Yeah. Like you just had to operate different. And, and I think about too, the unfortunate side of it is, and it's, I say unfortunate, but sometimes fortunate because we got to see people's real self. Like all of a sudden got a bunch of keyboard warriors and they were just telling you their thoughts and mm -hmm. no matter what. And when people have now, we're kind of are shifting and thankfully getting back to normal a little bit. Like people re-engaging with the world has been crazy. Like mm -hmm. some of these stories going around and I keep seeing like all the airline stories and it's like people forgot how to fly. Like just be a normal human being and get on an airplane and just be quiet and fly. Just quiet. Like just be easy. And there's this story floating around right now. Like buy a smoothie for your kid and just go. And even, you know, a lot of people I think have seen this story, but like this guy comes back to this place and, and mind you, I, I get it. Like, and this is what I'm getting to. He ordered a smoothie for his kid. His kid had a, a peanut allergy. Smoothie had peanut butter. He asked him to not, you know, no peanut butter and someone did. And he got it and his kid went into an anaphylactic shock and had to go to the hospital in the ER. And as far as we know, like that, that kid is okay. Right. But instead of like having a civil conversation of calling the store, coming and talking to the manager, calling corporate, doing the things that like we probably would have done, he comes back to the store and he's like kind of on a hunt. Like who made this? Oh yeah. And I just wonder like if someone said, oh, it was me. Like, oh, and it's a bunch of these girls, some of them high school girls who right. were just working at a, like just a regular smoothie, smoothie shop. Yeah. And he goes off and he starts cussing at them and starts yelling at them. Then he goes and tries to come through the employee door. Then he starts making these racial he remarks. He throws the smoothie he's, at that, And yeah, that's where it set off. He threw it at one of these girls and I just, so much about this. So one, did the pandemic make him do that? I don't think so. I, I think no. this this guy has clearly this aggressive personality. I think it pent up in him though, to where maybe influenced it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that it, it it has been built up over time, and and he hit a wall, not having you know healthy healthy places in his life, healthy avenues to deal mm -hmm. with with emotions and things that came out. But like the thing is too, I say like it's unfortunate. Like the fortunate side is like there was, there was something, in my opinion, like there's something bad there. Like there's something bad in your heart, dude, that this is, anger got you to this place. And like sure. anger's not bad. Right. Like anger can be a gift when we use it in the right way. Mm -hmm. But this got you to this place and he's arrested. He was fired from Merrill Lynch, like huge company. Yeah. And, and the thing, like, I say fortunate, like, I'm, I'm not happy he's fired. Like, I'm justice, sure. sure. But, like, Just the thing is, That's yeah, there's right. consequences. Yeah. And this thing that you had in your heart, you finally let out. And now you have to deal with the consequence. And Man. I don't think we would have got that for a lot of these stories we see floating around during the pandemic. I mean, yeah, you just see so many stories, and this is just one that's oh, my goodness, recent. Yeah. So many stories that it's just like people are losing their cool, like I tempers, know. highly agitated, whether it's an airplane or a smoothie. It's just, you know, we're ready to fight. We're yeah. ready to unleash this um, emotion, like anger and whatever else might be going on. Right onto another person. No, as a parent, yeah, I, I hear you. Like the passion that is fueled for your child when your yeah. child almost dies. Oh yeah. Hear you. Imagine. Anger is an emotion 
anger is not a behavior, mm -hmm. okay? And so anger gets this like bad rep that it's aggressive or it's hostile, and that's not true. Mm -hmm. Hostile is hostile. <laughs> aggression is aggression. Those are behaviors. Anger is not a behavior. It's a feeling, right, that we um, get to express in a plethora of ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he, how he chose to react instead of respond to the situation, mm -hmm. right? Because like you mentioned earlier, it's so premeditated. You're right. Yeah. Uh, he had opportunities like to deal with this in other ways, and instead he meditated on this and said, "I'm going to go back and retaliate." Yeah. you know that's like the thing. Yeah, it, it, it's a weird story, and we don't know the details. We never, we never know all the details. For so sure. you know, grace there. But like, the kid had to go to the hospital, and at some point he he comes back to the store with the smoothie. So like you're saying, like there's some time frame here mm -hmm. that, yeah. <laughs> and I've had to learn this in my own ability to get angry, like. There's a time period here, and what did you do in that time period? Did, did you talk? Did you focus on what's important up. that your yeah. kid make sure they're okay? Did you give yourself a pause and say, is this worth it? Like, we is this worth it to say or to go do this? We call this the pressure cooker effect, mm -hmm. okay, where you're just like building. building and building and building. And when you don't have the skills or the understanding on what I'm feeling and the self-awareness that, hey, what I'm feeling, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. Right, and instead of doing that, I sh I'm going to choose something else. Mm -hmm. But the pressure cooker effect is where you're just there, and you're you're ready. You're you're boiling, and you're cooking, and you're cooking, and then next thing you know, it it bursts, mm -hmm. explodes. Yeah, explodes it's is a better word. <laughs> yeah. um, you uh, said we call it. Who's we? Me and Montana don't call it that. It's it therapeutic okay. term <laughs> reference. So sorry. We call it. I'm like, wow, you're <laughs> got double personality. Me and my people. Um, no, it's but, crazy though. Just like how people can respond when you're angry in such different ways. Like yeah. for me, I feel like when I'm angry and I hate it, I'll start to cry. Like I'm so angry and I can feel these hot tears start mm -hmm. to come out, and I'm like. No, I'm angry though. I'm not sad. Like, right. <laughs> it's so crazy. And it actually, this reminds me of a story. Uh, a few weeks ago, Christian, Christian is my boyfriend, we went to the Mavs and Lakers game. Yeah. And it was awesome. Great game. I love the Lakers from California. Christian loves the Mavs. We went last year and the Mavs won. That's right. This year was different. It was great. Luca, uh, Luca didn't play, so. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> Technicalities, a win's a win. Anyways. <laughs> So we're at this game, and we got amazing seats because we waited until, like, 15 minutes before the game started. We were like, let's just, whatever. So we got these awesome seats, and we were next to these season ticket holders. Yeah. And they were so sweet, these sweet old ladies. Yeah. Um, and they had some friends behind them that were sitting directly behind us. Uh, and, you know, we're chatting with them the whole time, and Christian's so sweet. He's like, you know, what can I get you from the concession stand when he's Aww. leaving? It's very sweet. Precious, precious. Uh, but then we're in the third quarter, and the game is really... It was an intense game the whole yeah, game, but game, you know yeah. it starts to really heat up in the third quarter. And um, the lady next to me was like, "Hey, could you tell your boyfriend not to stand up so much? Uh, the people behind, the people behind you are." She said, "She said they're really short, so they can't see very well." I was like, oh, "Okay, I kind of thought it was, you know, this is a little weird." A weird request. We're at a basketball game. game. And like, uh, Christian's exciting. not here, but Christian's not very tall. Right? Like, no, he's that's not true. The tallest person it's in the not... world, like he's blocking the. Sun or the something. Everything. Yeah. yeah, I still see a screen on the whatever. Weird request, but I was like, you know what? I'll tell him whatever. And I could see Christian like, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody else is standing, but all right. And right. so the fourth quarter, the whole fourth quarter, he's like, oh, you know, and starts to go sit back uh, down. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, awful. dude. I'm so sorry. But then the game goes into overtime. 
which is amazing. So, of course, we're standing. Of course, we're standing. The yeah. whole entire stadium is standing, except for the two people sitting behind us. Of so course. Christian's standing up, and he's got his phone out, and he's recording, and the guy's like, hey, man, I can't see, uh, like, I can't see the game when you're standing like that. And Christian was like, oh, I'm sorry, and he lowers his phone, continues to stand, and the guy was like, man, who the heck do you think you are? And he shoves him. He, like, straight up shoves him from behind. And I'm standing there like, oh, I have no idea what to do. Like, oh. I don't know. And <laughs> Christian's like. Start to feel the burn in your eyes. Yeah, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I start shaking. I'm like, what's about to happen? Yeah. And Christian is like, hey, can you hold my stuff? <laughs> I just think that's really funny. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean you hold your do? stuff? Right. Shut up. Yeah. Um, so I say no. I'm like, no, I'm not going to hold your stuff. <laughs> We're not letting We're this not go doing this. anywhere. Right. Yep. But then you see the Smoothie King guy and that guy yeah. that are just like this outward aggression. Mm-hmm. And, but the, the difference here, okay, is that Christian was angry. Mm-hmm. You were angry. The guy behind you was angry, right? Everybody's angry. Everyone's angry. All three people are Yet, angry. And we would say that's like a pressure cooker situation. Oh, my gosh. No. What I would say was <laughs> no. But just because you were angry didn't automatically mean that you hurt Mm-hmm. Or caused hurt, right? Mm-hmm. It meant that I'm thinking about it. What can I do? How can I reason through this? How do I want to deal with what I'm feeling? And that's what we have to do. I mean, t- like emotions are high. We're in the middle of a pandemic. You know, we got to get kids tested. We got to, you know, schools are shutting down. Right. Like, yeah, we get it. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. But regardless of the intensity of our emotions, we're still responsible for how we behave, how we release and express those emotions. Mm -hmm. And you responded, the other person reacted, Mm -hmm. right? They just were like, I don't care. I'm not considering anyone else. I'm just going to talk and say whatever I feel and think, and I don't care how it makes you feel or think. You know, and that is so many people, unfortunately, right now. For the past two yeah. years, yeah. really. Yeah. So I, let me ask you this, and, and maybe it's more of a male thing. Like, I, I remember Montana telling us that story, and there's part of me that's like, I wish I was there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, because I think some of us want that to happen, like, because we feel like we, you know, I would have done this oh, and I would have said that. Like, why do we act like that? Why do you think we feel that way? Uh, what do you have in your heart? You're, that's a good question to ask yourself, everybody. What <laughs> do you your little heart. What do, you, what do you have See. in your heart? Well, and I think. I think that's a good question, and I think. <laughs> I think that's a good question. I think we gotta look I at someone else. We gotta look at ourselves. It's like, man, if I want someone to bump shoulders with me and like just fight so me, yeah. just so I can like exert some anger, what's in my heart? Yeah, Check question. your heart. And I think for me, yeah, I think the idea that it's almost this permission to act out yeah, beyond true. what you normally would. Mm-hmm. Because the situation has called for it. But, you know, and I watch that smoothie thing. I think about him as a dad who feels maybe, like, if you really want to sugarcoat it, he feels like he's doing something in defense of his son. Sure. But I think about the girl he hit with the smoothie, and I see Daisy. Mm -mm. And, like, and so... All of us are like, yeah, rightfully so. Go, I'd go beat him up. But like, I didn't think that. I didn't think I, that. Well, okay, I Sorry. did. I thought, I'd go beat that guy up for throwing something at my daughter for, do, you know, for a mistake that she probably didn't even make. We don't know who right. made it. But, like, but to me, and I think you say that, I think a lot of guys see this eye for eye kind of mentality. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and like, I would feel, honestly, like the, the human side of me 
Someone saying like the flesh side of me is a weird way to say it, but like this, this, this very practical human side of me would say, yeah, that's eye for eye and that's okay because you're defending your kid, especially on something as simple as a mistake. And I think something that is radical, like this idea for me of like, okay, if I'm going to choose to say that I follow Jesus, like Jesus would say, well, turn the other cheek. Like mm-hmm. they hit you once, they slap you in the face, turn the other cheek and get slapped again. And like, that's hard, and I think it's really hard for especially guys because we would rather count, you know, this equalness mm-hmm. like one for one, mm-hmm. you know, punch for a punch, an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, when the reality is like there may be a better way to live, and it's hard. Like but that think, is a hard way to live. I think too, like as a, a father's heart, like is to protect. Sure. And but there's other ways to protect than violence. Mm-hmm. There's other ways for justice than violence. I mean, as a mom, I just saw my little one-year-old Lucy get shoved down by a five-year-old at a birthday party the other day. And I was, my literal instinct was, um, it's okay, I'm gonna teach her when she gets bigger to push back. And then I'm like, You said that out loud. I did, and I was like, Actually, that's probably true. <laughs> but I got to check my heart, right? Yeah. Like, and, and so how to protect my kids without having to, you know, do tit for tat. Like, mm-hmm. I have to um, have other options for myself, but also give, so that I can give them other options. You know, like, when that guy threw the smoothie, it's not like she needed to go and throw something back. It's a, call the police, You know, call the police, shut it down, do those things. You're still going to be angry, but how you're going to handle your anger is different than how this person is handling his anger. You know, so, I mean, we could talk about this for days. Seriously. But it it just, and I think we could go round and round on, like, what I would have done and what should have been done and what happened. And he was arrested. He did lose his job. But, like, you know, at the end of the day, I have my own personal story of when I worked at a place when I was 19 years old and I had a grown man yelling at me, a customer, and I just, I was completely stunned. And I re- when I saw that video, it threw me back to when I was 19 and I'm like, they're gonna remember that for the rest of their life. Yeah. They're going, like that, that has scarred them in a way that will be with them forever. I remember my instance when I was 19 and I'm like, Oh gosh, like I, I it like there. creates like it's a trigger, you know, yeah. like oh no, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Grown man yelling, hostile. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But you know, I, I and I, I truly empathize with those girls that were in that uh, that smoothie shop. But like right now, COVID, the like pressure cooker effect globally, mm-hmm. you know, from all of that, it's just yeah. Yeah. It's affecting everybody. It's created all sorts of emotions to be felt mm-hmm. in different ways. And the this article that we're going to talk about next, it talks specifically Gen Z and dating and their education and relationships. Um, the whole deal, I mean, you can kind of guess what it's going to say. It's mm-hmm. just a lot of this has created so much isolation, um, so, so much feelings of loneliness. And mm. even I graduated mm. college in, you know, during covid and I didn't have a graduation ceremony, and there's a lot of things where it's like, you just see your name on a just screen? on the computer, yeah. It's oh. like, ah, oh. in your gown. I didn't even have a gown. Oh my god! <laughs> they mailed me we my didn't diploma. Have a ceremony. I was on signs of life. It was a little sad because I was like, man, I'm the first one in my whole family, like first generation, wow, graduate yeah. college. Like this is gonna be so great. Looking forward to it. I did not have mm. four years of college. I took an extra year. Like it was a struggle mm. to get through college, and then. COVID. And I was like, man, and there's wow. so many people are feeling that. And it's still going on. I mean, COVID is not over. 
right. people are still having to do school online and I all mean, of districts that is around crazy. here are shutting down. Yeah. Daycares won't let kids back for an extensive amount of mm -hmm. times. Parents are having to take off of work and it's, they've already it's what, January twenty sixth and people are already out of PTO because of <laughs> this. And it's true. just like that's the time. Yeah. That's what we're living in right now. And so just Yes, this article was about Gen Z, mm -hmm. but like but it really is, anyone, yeah. <laughs> it is, it's millennials, it's boomers, it's you name it, right? Yeah. And and I feel like our kids can can feel that too. They yeah. can sense that like, when am I going back to school? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. You know, like. So let me ask you this, because everything we're saying, like, feels very down in the dumps. But this is where we find <laughs> hope in the headlines. Right. You're right. You're right. right. No, you're right. So it. like, bring us out of it. Like sometimes bring it's an article, and sometimes. It's not, like, mm. if you, I mean, we are, we're friends, we're talking, people, we're all agreeing, we all feel this. Yeah. Where's the hope? Where are you finding hope right now in this season? That's a question for both of you, mm. since I have to tell you what's on my heart. What's your heart, what's in your heart? Well, Where are you finding you didn't answer. I did, I said, I want for eye for eye, and I have to remember, no, you're right. you're turn right. the other cheek. That's but seriously, like, where are we finding hope then? Because... It's really easy to read these articles. And honestly, like, this is why I like to avoid the news because I don't That's need right. to be reminded of what I know is true, that mm -hmm. sometimes things suck. But <laughs> where do we find hope? Where are you finding hope right now? I mean, for me personally, my hope is in my home. And when, I, when, I get, when it gets bigger, it can feel really overwhelming. As a therapist, I sit with people, beautiful souls, in pain, though, like mm -hmm. real distress. And that can be another... Um, just as a carrier of those burdens with people, like I can be weighty. Mm -hmm. And so when I go home, it's, it's my sanctuary mm -hmm. and my children's faces and the, the, the smiles and Daisy wanting to make cornbread and asking for more cornbread. Like that is, there is still joy and there is still la like hope in her eyes that this isn't some all, you know, everything is doom and gloom. Because when she looks at me, she sees hope. Mm -hmm. You know, when she looks at me, she finds that joy and that spark and like, you're my world. And I look at her the same way. And so when I lose focus and I just can really get, like all of that can get really overshadowed by what's going on in the world and what's going on in so-and-so's life, on the news, on social media. It's just, it can get really, you can get sidetracked. Yeah, And I think it's having friendships even relationships whatever that can pull you out of when you're mm. when you're feeling all that I mm -hmm. have this playlist that I just started that's like called songs that pull me out of it mm -hmm. where it's like okay I just need something I don't know if I can do this myself I don't mm -hmm. think that I can be intelligent you know emotionally intelligent <clears throat> enough to get me out of you know all the downness mm. yeah. that I'm feeling and so having friends that can be like, okay, yeah, I mean, that sucks. Mm -hmm. Like, this does suck. Nobody is saying that this is not right. bad. But, you know, there is, there is good things that came out of it. There are, is, there's hope that they will be good in the future. And, um, you know, sometimes you just have to be that for <coughs> someone else, too. Like, just mm -hmm. forcing yourself to say that can help, too. So. Yeah. That's good. Straight out of COVID cough right there. COVID cough. <laughs> in the middle COVID. of your great response. Yeah, I think <coughs> for me... It's like consistently do something that helps. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and, and that you got to be careful with, especially I do, because then in my mind, it's like, well, consistently do 10 things a day that help. Like work out, drink a gallon of water, blah, 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 blah. Like, 
Sometimes when it's in a great season, I can do all that. But I think finding like one to two things a day mm-hmm. and that are, are helpful or productive. And it can be practical, like a workout, great. It, you know, for me right now, it's like, no, like I need to read something that's true. Mm-hmm. I need to read something that I know is, is and like things can be uh, true and still be challenging. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's not necessarily like <clears throat> only fluffy things, but like find things that are true that, that can help me and read those things and try to apply those truths to my life. Mm. Um, you know, like you said, like do something fun and, and fun doesn't have to be expensive. Like fun can be going for a walk. Fun can be right now. Daisy wants to throw these like bouncy balls, like the, like the big kind of like old school dodge balls that my parents randomly gave her for <laughs> Christmas. But she wants to throw them on the roof, like me throw it up on the roof and watch, watch it roll down, down and bounce really high. Mm-hmm. That's Montana really is a child, I guess. It she thinks that's fun. So I'm like, fun super fun. sure. So we throw throw it on the roof, and mm-hmm. yeah, but like, but it's just a few yeah. moments of that, and watching her laugh and watching her run away from the ball, because <laughs> it's funny, because she thinks that's so fun. I'm like, the first time that ball comes off the roof Soon. and hits you in the head, <laughs> it's not funny. It will We're never be funny again. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. but I think yeah, consistently find something that that helps and mm-hmm. and do it. You know. Mm-hmm. Change it out every day, whatever, but try to do one one thing a day that helps. Mm, so. That's good. Yeah. Well, let's do this. Let's go to our mailbag question of the day. This is where we get to take an opportunity to hear from you. So whether it's a question we ask on socials, whether you send us an email, and we'll throw up the email, uh, we'll put it in the description as mm-hmm. well. Uh, for those of you who are listening on the podcast and not watching on YouTube, you should watch. It's great. Uh, but we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know what's on your mind, what's going on in your world, and questions about something you hear on the episode or just a question you have in your life. We'd love to hear and to be able to answer. And so today, uh, we're going to go to our question here. And this is actually coming from Reddit today as we're talking about COVID. And this is the question that got asked. What do you miss the most from pre-COVID? And I think this is a great question. It's a great question. It's a great question. question. So we're going to answer that. And here's one of the responses that jumped out to me. Says someone said, honestly, just the feeling of security we didn't realize. You want to go out, go for it. Making plans somewhere out of town, you go right ahead. Planning a vacation somewhere, no problem. Now you can't really make any large-scale plans without the decent chance it'll get canceled and you lose the down payments. True. We already talked Real about life. that. We did it. Yep, that happened that to us. And, and so, yeah, I, I think, like, for them, it's these events, vacations. For me, like, and this sounds maybe kind of <laughs> silly, but, and I'm, I'm battling against it, you know, but pre-COVID, it was like, the, the ability and excuse to like go out and not like go out in town, but like I'm gonna go to the grocery store and I gotta run by the post office and I gotta go pick up yeah. this thing. And like COVID was great for a little bit of like everything comes to the house and groceries and Amazon and food and like anything gets delivered. You don't have to go anywhere anymore. You don't have to go inside. You can just do pick up in the parking lot. Like really, really convenient. But as an extrovert for me, it's like, no, I like going to the store. I like to put my hands like on the box of cereal. I like to I have to walk past people and I like yeah. to say hey to the cashier and mm-hmm. and like I don't know there's just like I miss that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. everything is sometimes too convenient now that mm-hmm. for me it is easy to isolate and I don't do well in that. And so I think you know even the Zoom call things like and I once again I love technology but for me like I miss I miss the the importance I think that that mm-hmm. we've missed out on of getting with someone face-to-face, yeah. getting in the same room with someone, having to see their face in full, having to see their body expression. 
getting to give someone a hug, like we, we couldn't do it for a little bit and that was fine, but that's, that's so important, I think, to all of us. And I feel like it's, it's almost the harder, right now, the harder route now <laughs> is to have to do things in person that's because true. it's made easier online. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys miss? All of that, mm-hmm. um, I do. I, I, I do. Uh, this, the everything, do you? everything that no. I was saying what, <laughs> what they just wrote on here about just like you know, it just it was just easy, mm. easy. But you know, you didn't have to give extra attention to like, can I? Is this country high risk? You know, like it was right. more so just kind of like no problem. But um, yeah, not traveling because we had to do that as like. Well, do I have to have a you know vaccination, or do I have to have a negative test? And then what right. do I do if I want to come back? Yeah, and like, like all of those logistical things. Yes, they're annoyances that just weren't there mm-hmm. previously. But like, you know, you're mentioning like I love going to the grocery store and doing all these things. Like I, I see the, the conveniences, store. and I'm like, these were made for me. <laughs> this is amazing. You know, pregnant, got two kids. I I don't get like revved up to go and like haul everyone out to the stores. Haul everyone. <laughs> but like she's a long haul trucker and she's but, hauling it. You know, you do it, but it is, you know, I like that benefit of COVID yeah, that yeah. those conveniences were were came to pass or came yes. to exist. But I think what I miss most about pre-COVID was I mean I don't really know a lot. Like yeah. You know, like, I just miss that normal. Mm-hmm. I miss that, you know, not... Almost ignorance. I, and I'm putting words in your mouth, but, well, like... Well, it's not ignorance. It's more so, like, you know, there were still sicknesses. There was flu. For there sure, was, sure. But we, it was, like, we just knew. Like, okay, well, if I have the flu, I'm not going to cough in someone's face. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to go to work. But, like, now it's just the, the, the angst and the, mm-hmm. the anxieties that, you know... The mass public experiences, mm-hmm. and so just going back into like the angst and the the emotional experience yeah. of people, like before COVID, honestly, like yes, we still had emotions, but I mean, it, I don't feel like everyone was in this pressure cooker. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like it's part of what we said. I think everyone had that. They weren't showing it. They weren't feeling it. I don't think we had news stories and media and elections and all these things that were bringing more out of people. And, and that's why I was saying, like, people still had those feelings. It's not like they didn't. But then this world got created. The pressure cooker exploded. And then it all came out. And it's like, I, like, I mean, maybe, and like I said, I, don't, I won't put words in my own mouth. Like, yeah, like, I'd like to go back to a little of just being ignorant of the fact that People believe different than me, and people have strong emotions that are different than mine. And that's okay. Yeah. No, I know. I just, like, that to me is something, though, that you mix in all these, like, practical things of, like, oh, I got to maybe wear a mask here or not. I got to have this or that. I got to think about this. But also in the middle of that, it's like, oh, like, everyone is openly talking about their differences and their disagreements. Right. And, like, we, we focus on that now as opposed to, like, we're a fan of the Mavericks. Let's go yeah. rally around something yeah. simple and, and unimportant. Lakers. Or the Lakers. Or the Lakers. <laughs> like, we, we, get, we get hung up on, I think, the negative mm-hmm. now. We get focused on the negatives of everything. Hyper-focused. And, yes. and that, I hate that. Like, I what would love you? to be pre-COVID. Yeah, this is really, I don't know, maybe I have a bad memory. It's hard for me to even remember, like, what... What do I miss pre-COVID? Like, this feels what, so normal now. Yeah, I'm like, what was happening? I don't know. I mean, part of it is definitely the anxiety. Like, oh, right. You, you, know, you miss I, the anxiety? No, no, no. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I miss Just the less 
Feeling less anxious. Feeling less anxious, mm -hmm. thank you. Like now it's like, oh, okay, well, I can't really go to my, my grandma's birthday, you know, or, mm -hmm. you know, my, you know, it's just, you have to be extra, extra aware yeah. of the people that you're around. And it can create less opportunity for that connection. For connection, yeah. Which good, good is point. really sad. Mm -hmm. But I think that there's a lot, I want to use this slightly, a lot of good things that came out of COVID. Sure, they're, sure. they're still good. Um, and, you know, sometimes now I think like we can be extra um, intentional with the times we do get to spend with people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really good. Like yeah. now we have the perspective of like, Okay. Literally, I remember when I couldn't. Yeah, a year and a half ago, we could not do this. And now we get to do this, and that's yeah. really awesome. And I think when you do this, like we kind of talked about this yesterday, like mm -hmm. because the option is online, online, online for everything, Forever. when you make that intention to show up, then there's so much more value now on that experience. Because yeah. yeah. I love online. I love to see people's stories and what they're doing, what they're posting, what they're eating, what's happening in their day. I love to read these things. I love to watch games online. Like, I, like I love, let's play, play video games online. But then like when I make the effort to show up to your door, or when you make the effort to show up to my door, yeah. and, and like there's this tangible thing, like, you know, when I was sick, people. like someone gave us a care package and it was food and it was little toys for Daisy and like, yeah, people FaceTimed and people called and prayed and that was really great. But then like to have this thing to hold, to see, to smell, like to Punk experience, food. like to food. taste, yeah. Like, you wow, hit all of those you. things. Like we, we maybe, and I, you know, I'm sure there's some version of that we might get one day in our society online, but like it just isn't yet. We're not yeah. there, you know, like, yeah. and so that tangible thing to me it adds so much more value now to those, those gatherings. Yeah. So. yeah, it feels so it's much good. more in intentional. Mm -hmm. It's good. Well, that's all we've got for today. Uh, once again, we want to encourage you, if you're listening and we're watching, to subscribe, share the episode with someone, uh, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening today. We'll see you thanks, next time. Bye.